Hallelujah. If you're wondering why we let the worship go on, um, Friday nights, our heart's desire is that we would come and gather in the presence of God. As we believe that in his presence, there is absolute joy. There is fullness of joy. And we believe that as we seek him, we will find him. And our heart's desire is to find him more and more, to know him more and more and more and more and more. And, you know, sometimes as we're worshiping God, you know, we, we just begin to, to taste the, the breakthrough. But God wants us to, he actually wants us to experience fullness of joy. That's the place where you don't feel tired, you don't feel frazzled or upset. Where you don't feel weak, where you don't feel sad. But you have absolute joy. I mean, that is fullness of joy, like absolutely overflowing fullness. Who would like that? You know, I've been speaking recently about stewarding what we've been given. We've been speaking about the awakening. Awakening is in the air. But we are being awakened to actually see what we have. To actually see who we are. And to actually see what has been given to us. So that we might become mature sons and daughters of God. So that we experience and fully lay hold of everything that he's already laid out for us. He says, in my presence is absolute joy, fullness of joy. Psalm 16. How many Christians do you know live in a place of absolute joy? How many, how many do you know that live in this place of absolute joy? I don't say that to bring any form of condemnation, but I want to challenge you. God has given you this incredible privilege of being able to seek his face, to look to him and become so radiant that your face is never covered with shame. Those who look to him are radiant. You know, we behold him and we become like him. You know, your, your state is, is determined by what you're focusing on. And if you're making a choice to look full in his wonderful face, I mean not just enough to survive and get a pick-me-up. Because a lot of the time, let me tell you, I'm talking to you as a mama here. A lot of the time we go and we get a little bit of a pick-me-up in worship and God's saying, I want to bring you into a place of absolute joy. Where, where you don't just start to feel a bit better and go home and go, I think I can face the week now. It is available. I used to go to meetings where, you know, back in like 94, 95, 
when the Spirit of God was being poured out, and people were laughing like this, and they were carrying on, and I got quite frustrated. So I was like, you know, God, I am very sincere about seeking your face. I want to know you. I want to, I want to, I want to grow in you. I want to preach the word. I, I love you. They're all laughing. And here am I. And I feel actually frustrated and a little bit offended about what's going on. That's where I was in the middle of the meetings. Anybody else back then there with the, yeah. Like, I'm like, God, I don't want to quench your spirit or anything, but I just wish they would get on with it. Because I seriously wanted to seek God. I wanted, I was serious about my walk with God and God loves that. But you know, those who seriously set their face to seek his face, they're going to find that there is fullness of joy in his presence. Hallelujah. Available to us. And you know, I, I only want to encourage you as we press in on Friday nights. Sometimes you can just run straight in and there it is. You can just receive absolute full joy. Sometimes you've got to press. You've got to keep looking. You've got to keep seeking. You've got to tell your soul, soul, I don't care if you're feeling downcast. You bless the Lord. Bless the Lord because this is my hope. This is my answer. He has promised me in his presence, his fullness of joy. I'm going there and I'm not letting go until I have it. Hi, Nathaniel. So I, <laughs> I make no apology for letting the worship go on because I'm doing this with a purpose. You know, I, if we're all just going and having a happy time and no one is following, then, then we are not being, we're not being kind. We're not being loving. But my heart is that you would all come with us, that you begin to capture what it is to seek the face of God. You see, when you begin to, to deliberately look, I'm looking to see, I'm going to, I'm going to experience you tonight, God. I'm not, I'm not looking to find hope in a prophetic word about my circumstance, but I am coming to you because you are worthy. I've been meditating on the scripture, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, a lot of people delight themselves in the desires of their heart. And when it's going well and it looks like things are happening and things are starting to be fulfilled even as you're desiring, you can get really happy. <laughs> but the problem with that is that the next day, if it doesn't look like it's happening and things aren't going well, you crash. And you can live a life that goes up and down and up and down. And God says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. But I've found that that delighting is not even thinking about the desires of your heart. It's not saying, I'm delighting myself in the Lord, I'm delighting, I'm trying, I'm going to delight you, I'm delighting myself in you because I really, really want these desires. 
God wants to so give you, a, bring you to a place where you are able to let it all go. Where you're able to say, God, though the fig tree doesn't blossom, though there be no fruit on the vine, I'm going to praise you. That my delight and my hope, my joy is not based on how good things are going or not going. My joy is based in you. You can know that theologically, but guess what? God wants to help you know it experientially. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I am, um, I just really believe. <laughs> I believe God is awakening people to bring them past the place of what we've known and take us into the unknown. Into the place where you actually begin to experience what it means to delight yourself, to really delight yourself, to find... Peace that passes understanding. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. He says he's our ever-present help in time of need. And my time of need is all the time. I know that. I am aware of that. And knowing that, I have a choice to go and get what I need. Hallelujah. I need, I need his presence. I need joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of my circumstances is fleeting and temporal, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. I am happy. Ah, Papa. I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 7. Um, it's really interesting, Pastor Candace. Nathaniel, when you're ready, I would like, love to hear those testimonies. <laughs> Are you ready? Come on. <laughs> just, just let me know. and I, I want to hear it. That would be very exciting. I tell you, it's so good what God is doing. It's just remarkable. God is sending people after people on the streets and... Just sovereignly setting people up by the Holy Ghost. It's so powerful. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. It says here in verse 7 of Matthew 7, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. If you read it in the Amplified, it says, Ask and keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. I'm going to read this in the Amplified because it's good. For everyone who keeps on asking, receives. And he who keeps on seeking, finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, the door will be opened. You know that, come up here, I saw a door opened in heaven and a voice saying, come up here. 
And Candace read it in Luke. I'm reading it here in Matthew. What man is there of you if his son asks him for a loaf of bread will hand him a stone or if he asks for a fish will hand him a serpent? If you then, evil as you are, know how to give good and advantageous gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who's in heaven, perfect as he is, give good and advantageous things to those who keep on asking? The Holy Spirit is looking for us to awaken to the, the, the wisdom and discernment that he wants to give us in regard to what he is doing in the kingdom. The whole earth is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. And I believe what that is, is the people of God coming to a place where they go, Look, I see. When we begin to wake up and remember who we are, when we begin to see with mature eyes that look and say, wow, look what we've got. I've been listening to Danny Silk today. Anybody listen to his Loving Your Kids on Purpose series? Brilliant stuff. A couple of parents, if you haven't, it's fantastic. I read his book. But he's talking about just raising children and how as parents, you know, if we just keep just giving them everything all the time without, without helping them come to a place where they begin to take responsibility, then we, we are doing them a disservice. We're disempowering them. But when we, when we allow them to use what they've been given, like their brains, to figure out solutions, then we help them to grow. God is a much better father than we could ever be good parents. And our wonderful God is wanting to awaken us to the place where instead of us being like infants that just want to be spoon-fed all the time, he's saying, hey, there's something so much more fun than being spoon-fed. You can actually grow up and be able, able to take everything I've got. You can eat the meat as well. You can grow up and you can be who I made you to be and find the joy in doing the things that I've created you to do. And he does that by getting us to, to begin to wake up and remember. You know, have you ever woken up in the morning and, and done a sort of a, an emotional checkup and feel like, how am I feeling? Oh, I feel tired. And you know, that's, a, that's an immature attitude when we are basing on our decision on how we're going to feel based on whatever external circumstance might be around. God's saying, I want you to wake up and remember that it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. And he's perfect. Hallelujah. That... We wake up and we remember that now actually I've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness. So instead of living as people who are just sitting and having a little complain, oh, it's terrible, this is going on, that's going on, God's trying to wake you up and say, hey, I have given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. But God, but God. And he's there like a good parent saying, what are you going to do about it? And you say, but God, why don't you do something? He says, 
because I've given you everything you need to do what needs to be done. Oh God, I feel sad. Well, in my presence there's fullness of joy. You have a choice to go get it. It's given to you. Seek and you will find. But God, I don't understand why it hasn't happened yet. I'm praying for this. I'm praying for that. I haven't had the breakthrough yet. If you begin to focus on why God, why, when God, when, you'll you'll start to go down a spiral that will lead you into discouragement. But God instead says, delight yourself in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. Whatever you're worried about, don't be anxious about anything, but ask me, pray, don't, don't, be, don't be worried, but instead bring it to me in prayer. Ask and keep on asking. If you're struggling, whatever your situation be, God, when am I going to be healed? Instead of, instead of going down the path of when, God, when, why, God, why, you have a choice. You've been made free. You have a choice. You can get miserable and discouraged. Or you can get up and pick up what you've been given and begin to pray. Hallelujah. Because, you know, as Peter said, where else are we going to go? You alone have the words of life. And the enemy's out there always trying to sell a pity party. Oh, you should feel bad. You should feel, it's terrible. Isn't that terrible? But instead you can say, no, listen, soul, not going there, devil. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I'm going to delight myself in you. I'm going to pray about whatever I'm, I'm, is bothering me. I'm going to give it to you with, with supplication, with thanksgiving. I'm going to make my request known to God. And the peace of God is going to guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So if you are not walking in peace or you're not walking in absolute joy you can be and God wants to bring you to the place where like David you can strengthen yourself in him where like Jesus you you draw aside you go to him and you receive everything you need because he's already given it he just wants you to eat it he wants you to have it he wants you to enjoy it hallelujah so that as you go to worship God Instead of saying, oh, I'm just going to worship you and then I hope something happens. God wants to change your thinking to the place where you go, I am here to worship you because you are worthy. And as I seek you, God, my heart's desire tonight is to bless you, is to worship you, is to know you, is to give you honor like you deserve. As you begin to go there, as you begin to be deliberate, to let your eyes gaze upon the one who is better than life. As you come, you'll begin to discover the one thing that David was talking about in Psalm 27. One thing have I desired. This shall I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon his beauty. Why? Because it's in that place that you have strength, that you have joy, that you have absolute joy. I want to read it to you in Psalm Sixteen. Shokoromoko romokova, 
found myself tonight just unable to stop tongues as it just poured out as I worshipped him because I ran out of words to describe how wonderful he is. <laughs> I love that. Haramase. It gets really good when you let go and you begin to go, you know what? I am going to just bless you. I'm just going to delight myself in you. As you do that, what God starts to do is so extraordinary. It's so glorious. He wants to take you on adventures and do exceedingly abundantly above even what your heart desires. Anything you can ask, hope, or imagine, it's glorious because he's so good and he knows that you need his supernatural joy to be able to handle what he wants to pour out. Hallelujah. Psalm 16. I'm going to read it in the new, um, the NET, New English Translation. It says here in verse 11, You lead me in the path of life. I experience absolute joy in your presence. You always give me sheer delight. This is the heart of God. He wants to give you sheer delight. And he's wanting to bring you to a place where instead of you waiting for him just to bring it, he wants you to say, come, seek my face. I've told you where it is. This is where it is. It's here in my presence. And if you're not feeling it, if you're not having it, go there and keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, and it will be open to you. It will be given to you. God is calling his people. I saw an army rising up tonight. And I believe that there is such swift acceleration and promotion happening on the field right now. And he's calling people who will make a a decision in their heart that I'm coming after you, God. You know, when Jesus said, come follow me, They just left it. They left their nets and they came and they followed him. Jesus is the same today. He's looking for people who will say, yes, God, I'm choosing to follow you. I've been speaking to my interns this week and just telling them, you know, if anyone desires to be an elder or a teacher, they, they need to be, according to Titus, you know, disciplined and diligent, devout. And you think, oh, well, that sounds like work. But no, the, the heart of God is if, you are, if your desire is to, to follow after him and to have people follow you, follow me as I follow Christ, God's saying, I want you to lay hold of everything I've got. I want you not to be distracted by anything else, but to set your face like flint to follow after him. To be determined that day by day, I am not going to be dictated to by circumstances, but I'm going to dictate to my circumstances and I'm going to say to myself, remember who you are. Remember who you are. Hallelujah. I've been created for fellowship with God. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Hallelujah. If you're feeling a little bit trodden on, God wants to remind you that's not the truth. That's not the place that you need to live. That's not the place that you need to stay in. God wants you to lift up your head 
He says, I am your glory. I'm the lifter of your head. But he says, lift up your heads, O your gates, that I may come in. His desire is to work with you. You take one step and he comes running in. He's so good. He's such a good God. But he's looking for his people to begin to, to step up. We've got this incredible book, The Word of God. It's telling us, it tells us everything that we've got. Whoa, this is who I am. This is the truth. I've been sanctified. I've been made clean. Hallelujah. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. You need to remember, God wants to remind you, this is what you look like. This is who you are. So that when the circumstances are in your face, you can look at it and instead of looking at it as somebody, oh no, oh no, you can look at it and go, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He who is faithful will also do it. I thank you, God. I'm asking and I know you're going to do it. Father, we give you worship. And, and instead of being passive, God has never called his army, his bride to be passive. He says, come with me, Song of Songs, and we'll wage war together in the lion's den and the leopard's lair. He says, greater works than these shall they do. He says, he's laid up good works in advance for you to do. And these things, these things are going to bring you such delight, such joy as you see him glorified through you. But he's, he's looking for you to arise, church. Arise, which means get up out of the ashes. Lay hold of the joy that he wants to pour into your heart. Let him bring you to a place where you are ah, delighting yourself in God. I'm a worshiper. I love to worship Jesus. I love to worship God. But my heart's desire is that we as a church would get a revelation of the absolute bliss, the joy of seeking his face. That we'd learn what it is, not just to taste a little bit and go, okay, that was nice, but to go deeper to cry out from our hearts and say, Lord, I want to know you more. I want more, God. I, you said I can have absolute joy. So God, I seek your face. I want to know you because you are good. I come to worship you. I come to honor you. I come to give you praise. Come to worship you as you deserve. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Nora su papa. I just see that there's some people that you feel you're just in the middle of a transition and you're almost feeling like you, you want to you have a rest. You, you're tired. You feel like you, you've come too far to go back, but you don't know if you want to keep going forward. And I believe that the Holy Spirit's saying, look up to me, lift up your head. He says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. God wants to give you the yoke of his presence, which is absolute joy. Hallelujah. He wants you to know that he is with you, he is for you, that there's a cloud of witnesses cheering you on. And he's saying, get up, rise up, beautiful one, wake up. Remember who you are. I'm not looking to marry a bride that is 
that is an infant toddler, I am looking for a mature bride that's going to say, I'm going to take what you've given me, God. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to arise and I'm going to have joy. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to pray. When I'm concerned about something, I'm not going to whinge and wonder when, when, why, why, how, how, why not now. And instead, I'm going to do something about it. He's, he's, he's just waiting for you. He says, I've given it all to you. Do you need some help? There's all the prayers that you need in the, in the book. You can just begin to pray that if you don't know what to pray. Pick it up. Just begin to speak it out, out loud. Get up out of the ashes. Many people live their lives sitting in ashes, in sackcloth and ashes. And he says, I've given you robes of righteousness, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise. Well, it doesn't feel like it. Well, you have a choice. You have a choice to either be moved by what you feel or you have a choice to build your life on the truth. You have a choice to do something with what you've been given. You say, I'm going to get up. I'm going to bless God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to honor him. I'm going to make declarations. I'm going to begin. You know, the enemy gets very scared when the church of God starts to arise. And you say, well, I've been doing this for years and years and years. Well, ask and keep on asking and you will receive. Hallelujah. Where else are you going to go? You can have the pity party. I've been there. Not fun. It's sold to be fun. Come here. You just deserve to have a pity party. But it's, it, you know, sitting in the ashes with sackcloth, even if people come and join you, it's never any fun. The fun comes in his presence, the glory, the joy, the beauty of knowing he is God and he is deserving of my whole heart, my whole life. I have, I have opportunity to worship him when things aren't going well. I have the opportunity to bring him an offering and bless him and to delight myself in him in such a way that all of heaven just goes, Wah! God's heart's so happy. The more difficult the circumstance, the more joy you can have in delighting yourself in him. There's, a, there's a, a, a delight that comes in knowing, hallelujah, he slayed a banqueting table before me in the presence of my enemies. Why would you sit in the ashes when he's laid the banqueting table? He wants to deliberately give you absolute joy in the midst of all your enemies around you. He gets enjoyment from it. Look at him, so happy. You see, those that you absolutely frustrate the plans of the enemy. The plans of the enemy are to get you discouraged and doing nothing. The plans of the enemy are to get you to sit in the ash with the sackcloth and ring somebody up and say, come and sit in my ashes with me. Come and have a pity party with me. I need to talk to you. The plans of God, if you to rise up and go, I'm going to have a banquet in the midst of my enemies. (laughs) 
You know, when, when, John, when Jesus heard the news about John the Baptist being beheaded, he fed 5,000 people. And the disciples said, he, was, he just got up and he, he, the people followed him. So he preached to them. And then the disciples said, hey, you've had a bad day. You need to let him go. Jesus said, no, let's feed him. Go on, you do it. Why? Because God lays a banqueting table before you in the presence of your enemies. Instead of giving up and going, oh, it's awful. God wants you to arise and shine and be very scary. Hallelujah. What would the enemy do with a people that couldn't be discouraged? If you, if you come to the place where the, the circumstances do not dictate how you're, the state of your being, the untouchables. Father, we love you. I had a beautiful, I had a beautiful time this week. I had some time with my father um, down in Byron Bay. Dad's a doctor, and mum and dad were divorced when I was very young, and so I didn't get a lot of time to spend with him when we were when we were young or growing up. You know, we'd see him just a couple of weeks a year. And uh, he's, he's recently had a back operation. He's not saved yet. He will be. I've been praying for him since I was six. Hallelujah. I know about keeping on asking. And anyway, we sat down um, and uh, Tom and Tyler went out and um, I, I had a whole hour or more just with him and I began to ask him about some of the poetry that he often would quote, he often quotes different poetry and uh, in The Hound of Heaven or um, all sorts of different poetry. He'd, he'd just, every time I'd see him all through my life, he's got these little quotes. So I asked him to share some of it with me. And he pulled out his old school book with all the uh, poetry bound up in um, gaff tape. We went through and, and he shared with me some of his favorite poems and I read them to him. And, and then... After a while, he began to say, so why do you like this book that, you know, in the Bible, they kill each other and they do awful things. What do you get out of that? And I was supernaturally able to say, you know, the delight that we're getting out of these words, this poetry. I said, I find even deeper and more delight. This, this book is a living word where the, where." where it's not to be read as, as just a knowledge thing that you literally read it, but it's a story, and it's a story of what life looks like without God and what he's done so that we can have relationship. I don't read this to read the words. I read it to know the author. And for the first time, he, actually, he was like, I get that. I understand that. And, you know, God wants to bring us to a place where nothing is impossible for him. Somebody I've been praying for so long, just recently, um, rang me up. Last week, rang me up in the middle of the night. Well, not in the middle of the night. 
about half past nine at night. I'd been praying for them about nine o'clock, ten past nine. I was just praying for them. I rang, they rang me up at 9.30 to say, I have to just ring you and tell you. I had the strangest experience. We were sitting in the car and these people came up to us and I said, are, are you okay? Is everything all right? And they said, yes, yes. It was actually really good. They, they were Christians. And I asked them where they were from and, and they said they're from your church. And they began prophesying and it was amazing. And I just wanted to ring you and tell you. Turns out that the very time that they would have been speaking to them was the time that I was praying for salvation, salvation. Look, I tell you, you can give up hope or you can get up and do something. You can sit in the ashes, throw them on your head, have a cry. Or you can get up and have a banqueting table because I tell you, there is the opportunity to have delight. Absolute joy. (sighs) That frustrates the enemy no end. Hallelujah. (laughs) So yes, God, we would like more. Papa, we'd say thank you for your presence. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, for the rush of your presence. Lord, the rush of your delight. Lord, your goodness. Ah, Papa, Lord, I give you honor. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.